If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. A wise man once said, when the lawn is trim, your trees always look better. Help your lawn look better with the high-quality line of products from Manscaped.com. From the Weed Whacker 4.0, the Lawnmower 4.0, or their amazing line of down-there skincare, Manscaped has everything you need to keep your lawn looking amazing. Get 20% off and free shipping with code MULTIPLAYER at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com with code MULTIPLAYER at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hey, what's up, fellow gamers? Welcome back to another episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, where three dads get together to discuss gaming. On Thursdays like today, we break down recent gaming news over the last week Please make sure to rate our show five stars and leave a review in your podcast app. You can follow us on socials everywhere at MultiplayerPod. And if you love what we do and want extra episodes, check out our Patreon page. You can support the show financially and also get some awesome perks. To see that, head on over to MultiplayerSquad.com. Okay, let's introduce the crew along with some hints of the stories that we are going to be covering. I am your host, Paul. Joining me... He has not been attacking one of our gaming treasure developers named Ron Gilbert because he has too much class. It's Josh. Oh, you know, classy is never a term I think I've had used on me before, Paul. Not often, at least. I really, I don't know how I feel about that. Actually, I, I, I feel like I should be proud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And joining us, he has not been sending unsolicited pictures of... How do I say this in a family-friendly way? Man picks to Santa Monica Studio as a form of protest because he also has too much class. It's Michael. I have been called classy before, so I like oh, it. Well, I have not cool, Mr. Sent, classy. right. I have I have not sent unsolicited photos of anything. I don't send photos anyways to anybody. It's just like, but yeah, interesting. So I guess that uh, let's find out what that's oh about, right? I, I, I love that the listeners now are like, "What is this episode? <laughs> What's happening?" <laughs> yeah, let, let's just start talking by that story here right off the bat. So I, you know, normally when we're looking at gaming news stories, we're going to cover. We prioritize gameplay reveals or exciting new releases that are coming out, you know, or funny gaming stories. But uh, this first one is a little bit of a disappointing story, but it seemed like big news, something we definitely had to talk about. But basically, gamers who, as we all know, can be quite toxic, definitely showed the worst of what they have to offer here in this week. There was a two part story that we wanted to talk about. First of all, there were online personal attacks directed at Ron Gilbert, who is the developer of Return to Monkey Island, and he was so upset that he removed the ability to leave comments on his blog and said, quote, the joy of sharing has been driven from me and said he will no longer share updates as they are continuing to develop the game. Now, keep in mind, this is the guy who brought us Maniac Mansion, 
Pipe Dream, the first two Monkey Islands, Total Annihilation, and The Cave. Yeah. So this is like one of our gaming grandfathers right, that we yeah, all man. look up to. You, you gotta really respect sad. the OGs, man. That's here, here's the thing with this, and honestly, you know, we try to keep our show light and funny, you know, and stuff like that. But this is honestly like a serious issue in the gaming community that I really hope that we can kind of bring a little bit of light to, or at least help to change that landscape a little bit. Um, toxicity in gaming sucks, dude. It sucks for everybody. You know what I mean? And I don't know where it became a thing to do to people. Like, I just, I don't get it. I literally, before we started recording the show, hopped in for a couple rounds of Overwatch because I haven't played in a few days. And I was like, you know what? I feel like playing just a couple quick rounds. And I came across one of the most toxic people that I've come across. This guy was just <laughs> in voice chat. He had a mic and he was just literally cussing and laying into everybody with no response from anybody. Nobody else had a mic, you know? And so I just, I sat there and I had to listen to this, like, it's just mean human being, dude. Like, yeah. just talk trash to everybody. And I just was like, why? Why do you feel the need to do that to people, you know? And, I, hey, we joke around that I'm a little bit of a troll, right? Like, I do enjoy trolling people, but I don't like, I, I'm not toxic with it. You know, the only time I'm ever toxic is if I'm counter trolling somebody that is toxic. And, and honestly, I've learned over time, it's better to just not feed the trolls in general, right? Like, just, just ignore them and they go away. But, dude, we've got to, as gamers, we've got to do better. We all play video games to have fun, you know, and to relax and have a good time and intentionally trying to, destroy somebody else's fun in a video game is counterproductive to everything you know that the gaming should be so i'm going to step off my soapbox but i hate toxicity in video games i think there is a time and a place to like friendly troll people and stuff like that but you don't have to ruin somebody's fun and you don't have to personally attack them and things like that either so if you are toxic stop honestly just stop it you're not helping anything at that point if other people are toxic to you just because, especially in, a, in an online game, don't be toxic back because you're still just spreading toxicity at that point. Yeah, I think it's I think it's ridiculous that people, you know, just we're human beings. You know, everybody's human being. Like, be nice to each other. Like, don't do that. It's a game. It's a video game. Chill out. Have fun like everybody else is trying to. Don't be a troll. I'd like to say nobody listening to this podcast is, is toxic because we have a great community. But I don't know. I, I heard a quote years ago. That, you know, if, if, and I'm not going to quote this exactly because I, no, I don't remember, um, because it was years ago, but, you know, you go back in time with the time machine, maybe you hop in your DeLorean back, you know, 50, 60 years, and you're trying to explain the internet to someone. And the closest thing you have is, well, yeah, we have, you know, uh, access to every bit of information that's ever been on the planet in the palm of our hands on this thing called a cell phone. And we use the internet to post pictures of cats and start arguments with people we don't know. That's pretty much sums up the <laughs> yeah. internet. Yeah. And it's like, but I just, the arguments of people you don't know, man, and just being toxic and making people feel like they're less than you cut it out. Stop. It's not cool. Yeah. And this was just such a sad story because Ron Gilbert said that it was the personal attacks yeah. That kept being brought. Like, if you want to criticize a game, it sounded to me like he was even willing to put up with that. But he said it got to the point that he was removing so many personal attacks and name calling that it was no longer worth it. Like, we have no problem criticizing poor game performance or, you yeah, know, like, we do that. Cyberpunk. That's part of our show. Yeah. <laughs> Cyberpunk. 
Battlefield 2042, we talk about how poorly those games functioned, but we're never attacking the people making them. You have to understand there's always a person with a family, you know, behind the scenes that are working on those things. Don't make it personal. You can always critique the work, but, you know, let's not take it to the next step. So this was part of a two-part story. Within 24 hours of poor Ron Gilbert sharing his frustrations, we got news out of Santa Monica Studio that gamers were so mad that they have not released any new updates on God of War Ragnarok that they all banded together and started sending unsolicited man pics to all the employees that they could find email addresses to. Like, this is not okay, and it really is incredibly sad. Like, we need to treat these people with respect, even in times that you're disappointed or feeling impatient. It's, you know, there are people out there that will defend this type of stuff by saying, well, they're passionate about the game. The people that want the new Monkey Island, to give a little co- little bit of context to both these stories, most of the people that are upset about Monkey Island are very upset with the art direction. Um, it is very different. I've seen the videos. I've watched it. It's not necessarily my cup of tea. Everything is very, very angular. Um, it's just a, it's just a much different type of art style. Um, and so a lot of people got upset about that and they said, well, this art style sucks. It doesn't look like the, you know, the original games and what are you doing? And then, you know, there's a, so there's a certain amount of passion that's involved there to care. Right to say, hey, I like this series, and I feel like you're taking it in the wrong direction. Like that, I get, but that is not an excuse to then personally attack the creator. If you want to say, hey, I don't like the art style in this game, guess what? You have a voice. Don't buy the game. Right. You know, if you don't like something that much, then just don't buy it. That's how you vote for things. That's how you show your support or your disgruntledness. Is you say, you know what? I it I hate it that you ruined this Monkey Island sequel with this art style. I'm not going to buy it. That is 100% your choice and and that's your voice in that regard. But to personally attack people, the artist in the game, the creator of the game, and then to really take that well above and beyond what it should be in making personal attacks and stuff like that is 100% unacceptable. It's the same thing with God of War Ragnarok. People want news. We want news. I you know what I mean? Like I God of War is one of my favorite games ever. I'd love more information. But I'm not going to get mad at people about not sharing information. It'll come, man. Be patient. They don't owe us. They don't right. owe us anything. Right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it, it's just frustrating, man. I hate it. It's, you know, it's we just we have these trends as gamers that are bad trends and they became popular somewhere along the way. And because they became popular, people thought that they became all right. And it's that is not the case at all. You know, what do you what do people think that sending pics of, you know, certain (laughs) things to people is going to do? Do you think like the God of War Ragnarok devs are going to be like, okay, everybody, we We surrender. Like, please stop sending (laughs) us pics. We're going to give you news about the game. Do better now. Yeah, we're going to do better. We're going to give you those. Yeah, we'll release the game in beta tomorrow. Just please stop sending. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. It makes me sad to be honest because gamers. This is not the reputation we want. No, but it it is the one that we kind of deserve. Unfortunately, I mean, there is yes. a disproportionately yeah. high number of toxic gamers. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, if anyone's new to the show, they're going to really be surprised because normally we're much more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. Right. This. But we're you know what? We normally. forced. Yeah. We we forced the veggies down all of your throats. Now let's get to some of the more lighthearted news. Oh, I love vegetables. 
Oh, you <laughs> yeah, maybe we're gonna force you to eat your fruit. Oh first, no, don't Michael, do it! Don't do it! And then go into the. Can others. I personally attack Michael for his veggie steak? <laughs> <laughs> you know, be as be as toxic as you want, Josh. <laughs> oh, this guy's fruit phobic. Get him yeah. out of here! <laughs> I right. gotta go. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Uh, do you remember how long ago Halo Infinite released its one-player campaign? November. Uh, December of last year. I was so close. That was close. So we're we're looking at seven months that this game has already been out. And do you guys know what we still don't have yet in Halo Infinite? Uh, co-op campaign. (laughs) Co-op campaign. Oh my goodness, man. We we still don't have it. We still don't have Forge for the PvP side. Yeah, which they really need for to liven up that PvP (sighs) scene. Yeah, I mean we're quickly coming up on this game now being a year old. But we finally got good news, I guess, if you want to call it. I mean, I guess better late than never, because co-op campaign is not being released, but they are rolling out beta (laughs) testing for the co-op campaign from July 11th to July 12th. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I, Because you guys keep talking about how good the, the campaign in this game is. I still haven't played it, mostly because I really haven't played any Halo games because I'm I don't like to like I don't like going to the dentist and having teeth pulled either. If it's not enjoyable for me to get shot a whole bunch because I'm terrible at shooters, then no. <laughs> but but I do love a good co-op. Like, you know, I I think of like Gears of War when that came out. Like it was so much better together than it was by yourself. So I'm excited, but it's also crazy that I didn't think it'd been seven months, eight months already. Wow, that's crazy. That's a long time to and then beta. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't send I'm, any pictures I'm, I'm, to these guys, everybody. Let's no, not send new pictures to. Don't. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. cut that. <laughs> oh cut that. man, what, have you guys ever heard of a co-op being rolled out in beta? No. I don't know that I ever no. have. No. The the there's a lot of good. So I've actually been checking into this because what they're. I think the reason for this is is that they're very very set on the ability to have each person's progress save according to the campaign. And apparently that's a technological feat. If you know, if I hop in with Michael, like let's say Michael plays the campaign for the first time. I hop in with him, we play for two hours and whatever progress we make, I can then hop out and go to my own solo campaign and it will remember the progress that I made with Michael. And I guess in 2022 that technology is not easy to implement. Interesting. I don't know. I, I'm not a developer, so I don't understand the complexities there. Um, I, you know, and so I think that's the challenge, and that they're really focused on this one thing, and that's kind of what's holding everything back. So the beta is them testing that technology to say, hey, we're going to allow two people to play this campaign together and make sure that we don't break something. Because you know you know how it is, right? If I play with Paul and we play for five hours, and then I want to continue later on, and my game's wiped and I have to start all over, I'm going to be pretty mad about be a that, bummer, yeah. right? You know, but here's the kicker. This is what happens with a lot of co-op games. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If Paul's the host and I hop in with him and I play a little while and then I hop out, his progress saves, not my progress. And that is inconvenient. Like I it get is a it. bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. And so I like that they're trying to fix this. It just seems like it wouldn't be that hard to me. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm, there's, I'm no there's developer. Modders that did it. Look at Skyrim together. You guys ever heard of that one? It's a co-op up to like 10 people can play Skyrim, the story, together. It's called Skyrim Together. It's a mod. um, And they figured it out. Granted that Bethesda has open source and you can mod anything that's a Bethesda property. But like, 
I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to just have a different save that saves my stuff when I'm playing, and then I can go back and play my own campaign. It's just interesting. By the way, I've always wanted to play Skyrim with somebody because that seems like a really good game to play together. I know, I know we had a <laughs> squad cast a while back where I said I'd take Paul with me and fight some dragons if I had to take him to a video game. Sorry, Paul. You're, you Maybe. died. You died a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a future deep dive. Who knows? Boom. Who knows? Maybe we can hop back into Skyrim together. I'd do it. Yeah. It, it obviously we don't know the complexities of the development, but that's the first thing I thought was like beta after seven months. Like part of me just wondered, like all the hype is gone it for is. Halo Infinite. Yeah. And the community is still pretty mad and upset about the state of the PvP. I know that. Everything got announced so early for Halo, and then people got so mad at the reveals that they delayed the game well over a year in order to finish it, and now we're going to have to wait a whole year just for certain features. It's just kind of interesting. I I almost wonder if they wouldn't have been better off delaying the campaign until they had co-op ready, because it seems like everybody wanted to do co-op, and now that they're releasing it so late... I don't even know if I really necessarily even want to hop back in at this point, right. but I would have loved to have it in the beginning. Maybe this is what Overwatch 2 is having a hard time with as well. <laughs> Maybe. It's I mean it is funny because the delays to I mean we like it's funny, right? Because like they delayed the game, everybody said, "Hey, your demo looks like garbage. We're not happy." They delayed it. And then it came out and we and we reviewed the PVP. Go listen to that deep dive. And and the PVP is good. Like it's definitely not without issues, but you know, and we we faced a lot of that, especially matchmaking issues and stuff like that. So I, I won't get into that stuff. But then it's like, okay, well, the PvP is solid. It's fun to play. And, you know, we bought the campaign. I, I'm a huge fan of the campaign. I think it's great. Paul, I know you played it and you enjoyed it as well. I loved, loved it. There's nothing more that I love than a good co-op shooter, you know, in that regard. Like, sometimes you don't want to feel competitive. You want to feel cooperative. And yeah. so that really scratches a different itch in that regard. So I... I would 100% go back and play the campaign with a friend and say, hey, I, I really want to dive into co-op because I think it would change it enough. But I also get the, it's too little too late. Like we've already played Halo Infinite. We're kind of past that. We've moved on to other games. You know, they've got some issues going on. There's a huge desync issue going on with the multiplayer right now as well. So you got a lot of people out there that aren't very happy with the direction that this has taken. And I don't know that you can recover from that. If it takes you a year to release the other part of your game, I don't think we're that patient as gamers. <laughs> no, we're not. But I do have some good news for you, Josh, because you're talking about some co-op shooter content. Ooh, I, we I got some that, that we're going to talk about, but oh. we got to take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Support for today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. As men, it's easy for us to slip and nick something that you aren't supposed to, and when there's high stakes involved, you don't want to be messing around with poor tools. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped has arrived, and it is a game-changer. This bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, along with deodorant and toner for your manly areas. It even includes performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. Manscaped has a special deal for listeners of the show. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MULTIPLAYER at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using code MULTIPLAYER. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to gaming. All right, we are back. That Whoa. was such a tease, Paul. <clears throat> that was Whoa. such We're a tease. Redoing that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are back. So we teased it there before the break. We've got some new footage from Redfall that dropped this week. We all got to see a little bit more about it. Redfall is a game that we have talked about a couple of times. This is the vampire game that is being made by Arcane and Bethesda. It is open world, story driven, on an island, under siege by vampires, as the trailer points out. And this is a four player co op. Jump in and play with a four player squad if you want. What'd you guys think about the gameplay we got to see on Redfall? I, I, I yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's good. It's all right. I, it's hard to tell, to be honest with you. I, like, I'm ex- again excited. Co-op shooter campaign sounds great. I, that's right up my alley. I could see this being a lot of fun with the right friends. Um, also, there's nothing about it that specifically reaches out to me and grabs me and says, "Hey, you absolutely need to play this game." Because we've had co-op campaign shooters in the past, so what does Redfall do differently? Other than just the characters involved, you know, and that's kind of what they showed off in this gameplay video is they showed off like, I think four different characters. There's an engineer, there's a like a telekinesis, you know, almost like Dr. Strange person that can summon like a telephone booth that launches you up in the air and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's a sniper that uses undead abilities or something like that, you know, so it's like, okay, I like that aspect of it. Maybe the story in Redfall is really, really good. Like, that's my hope is that because the, they keep mentioning it's story driven. Mm-hmm. But Redfall's just not, it's not doing it for me right now. And I don't know why that is. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I couldn't put my finger on why I wasn't super excited about this game. Because again, I was excited about it like a month ago and we kind of covered a little bit of this stuff and I was like, oh, this is great. It's Bethesda. I like everything Bethesda does or in partnership with them. And then you just hit exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, nothing really stood out as ah, amazing. It just, it's like, it looks okay. Like, it doesn't look like it's the graphics aren't any better than a lot of the games are out now. The shooting style. Um, the only thing that I did notice was that it seems like it has a minimal HUD unless they removed that. Uh, just for the sake of the video. I was like, that's kind of cool. There's not really a HUD. I like the little reticle, this little tiny dot. But you're right, though. There's just nothing that makes me go, 
I have to play this game and buy it and we have to do a deep dive as soon as it's out and do it. I just, I think, you know, and it might, it might be amazing, but it didn't blow my mind. I hope it's amazing. I really want yeah. a phenomenal co-op shooter to play with you guys. Like those are fun. Yeah. Like Outriders, you know, that's probably the last good co-op shooter. I know we had Back for Blood, but that got really stale really fast. It seemed like that was kind of a, a, a miss. Like oh, we a canceled our miss, pre-orders. You know, right. For, for a lot of people on that one. Um, slightly different type of game. That's more just your Left 4 Dead formula. Redfall seems like it's going to be story based and and like campaign driven. I guess I don't. Are we crazy, Paul? Are you hyped for this? Like, uh, what's your thoughts on this? I'm a little more hyped than you guys. Now, I had the exact opposite reaction as Michael, where I didn't really care that much about Redfall before. We've brought it up <laughs> on the show. We just wanted it on the map of something to look forward to, and they delayed it. And it was like, well, that kind of sucks, but whatever. I don't really care. But after seeing this one, I did get a little more hyped about it. I love the idea of it being open world. They kind of show like the map size, and it looks pretty big, a lot of places to explore. It seemed like some of the abilities were kind of neat. Like the one character conjures like some kind of crow and then like shoots it out, and the crow goes off to fight while using guns. I thought the guns seemed pretty cool. Like you see some snapshots. It's very uh common to see in games like this where you've got uncommon rare epic weapons so all that stuff's very much in line with what we've seen from other games like this i don't know that this game is inventing anything new but everything that it showed seemed like a fun take on a co-op shooter it's not like we have a whole lot of options guys if you want a four-player fps co-op it there's There's not a lot to pick from yeah yeah, so just by nature of being like the only one on the horizon, I thought it looked neat. Some of the weapons are kind of cool too. They've got stake shooters because you know you're fighting yeah. vampires. So <laughs> the idea of like loading up wooden stakes and shooting I am excited them. about the vampires. <laughs> yeah. I, there was, I'll tell you what, the coolest part to me in the whole thing was that one of the characters, I, it might be the engineer person. Uh, there's a part where they get like this UV, like this big UV light and they kind of like throw it out in front of them or they kind of blast it out or whatever. And then you see all the vampires turn to ash or they like get frozen or something. And I was like, that looked pretty cool to me. They also did show off some skill tree stuff and some weapon Mm -hmm. upgrade stuff on this one. So if they're fleshing out all these RPG type systems, you know, I'm not saying this game's not going to be great. It's just that I'm not as hyped as I feel like I want to be for it. But we've only seen a little bit. I would love for Redfall to be an amazing game, you know, as far as that goes. And there are certain aspects that they're showing us where I go, yes, I like that. Like, ooh, yes, I like that. I just don't know that it's doing anything new that hasn't been done before. You can play co-op in Far Cry and you have this huge open world and these questing systems and over-the-top characters and stuff like that. You know, so it's like, I guess I'm kind of looking to say what makes Redfall unique? Like, why should I spend my money on this game? Is it the vampires? I like vampires. I'm all about fantasy creatures and monsters and stuff like that. I just, I'm waiting for that thing to grab me, I guess. And it so far, it hasn't done that. But it's not like I'm wishing that this, or I think this game is going to be bad. Yeah. The one bummer is that they did come out and say that only the host will be able to save <laughs> I progress. Gonna, I was hoping oh, you mentioned that, because just especially yeah. after we just talked about Halo oh, Infinite. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's so funny. it is a bummer that if you hop in, you're not really getting anything out of it as far as we can tell so far. You have to be able to host. 
So yep. if I play with you guys, basically, if Josh hosts, we got to play on his game every time, and he can't play by himself. Uh, <laughs> or or you end up playing the whole game out of order because you'll yeah. play a chapter with Josh and then a chapter of your own and then a chapter with me and next thing you know everything's all jumbled and out of order. You know yep. it's it's funny too. Uh, before we move on, we talked about toxicity before this uh, right at the beginning of this episode. I'm looking at the comments on YouTube right now oh, for boy. this video. <laughs> there is not a single positive one in there. They're all negative. <laughs> They're all like stupid. Like one of them calls it out for Fortnite skins, guns, and players. Just what we all needed. Talk. It's just all trash talk. It's like, guys, come on. Let's be better. Yeah. Let's just be better. Some of the UI, in hindsight, now that I think about it, did look a little bit like Fortnite. Some of like the rounded edges yeah. and the colors look a little similar. The gameplay is nothing like Fortnite, yeah. though, so no, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. All right, and then our last story of the week, we did also see a trailer for a new game that is going to be coming out later next year called Once Human. The trailer actually dropped like two weeks ago, but I didn't see it pop up in any articles until this week, and I saw it make the rounds, so I thought it would be fun to talk about this one. This is an upcoming post-apocalyptic survival game. Ooh. Now, I assume you guys had not heard of Once Human, because I certainly had not. No, it had sounds never... like a vampire game, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like one, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, had never heard of it, had never seen it. I had no idea. You kind of said, hey, you know, check this out. Watch the video instantly up my alley. Like, yeah. honestly, instantly. It looks, it looks phenomenal. It honestly reminded me of... Dark Souls with these huge over-the-top monsters. There's a gigantic tree-looking four-legged like wolf-type creature-looking thing a that I was like, that, yeah, yeah, that thing looks neat. A gigantic spider and your your character running around shooting it and dodging and stuff like that. And I went, dude, this game, wh- like, where has this game been? How is this the first I'm hearing about this? Um. It's supposed to be a large world, like you said, post-apocalyptic survival. Like all these keywords are the keywords I want to hear when I think about a fun game or a game that sounds real fun to me. Um, the trailer to me looked awesome. I mean, that alone got me hyped for this. Base building. We see yeah. that in the trailer. Oh, that's yep. right. That's right. Yeah. You get to build a base. We saw some more futuristic weapons since it takes place in the future. So one of the guns you see, it almost shoots like laser blasts. But I had major Elden Ring, Dark Soul vibes from what looked to be boss battles, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. They're very large. So they do show footage where you're hunting down bears and some normal creatures. But then some of the bosses themselves are, you know, 50, 100 feet tall, very big epic battles where, you know, melee, you can only reach their feet. (laughs) So, yeah, this one I thought looked kind of interesting, although I will say... The comments on this one were not terribly positive either. I think it was the second highest rated comment said, so this is one of those games that looks great in trailers and it's a real disappointment when it releases. (laughs) And I did kind of get those vibes a little bit. It it wouldn't shock me if this one looks better as a trailer. How how can you know that though? Like they're making comments like, oh, it looks like it's going to like, we don't know if it's going to be good or not because we haven't played it, but maybe you're right. Could you just imagine though, if we back up, back up real fast. Could you just imagine Elden Ring with base building and multiplayer? Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be a different world. It definitely would. I I don't know what people are complaining about. Maybe it's that the monsters are very angular and like polygonal as far as like it's almost like if you guys have seen how artists render, 
you know, game stuff. And it's like they start off with like a wire framework and then they yeah, build out the good, yeah. polygons on it. Right. And then somebody comes back in and actually puts like skin on it and the hair and stuff like this is almost like they forgot to put the skin and the hair on it. And so it's just that angular wireframe. I mean, I thought it looked fine for what the game was, to be honest. I was focused more on like the, ooh, this kind of looks like, like Paul said, like Dark Souls, but with guns in an open world survival environment. I mean, give me that game, man. Like maybe this <laughs> game's going to suck. We don't know. And apparently it's still a ways out because they haven't even announced the release date yet. Um, but f- the video I saw was enough to get me excited for it. I thought the giant creatures had really cool movement. So even if you like freeze frame and thought they didn't look great, I thought the way their legs and limbs moved, all these different creatures, it looked to me like it was done with a lot of care, which I thought were all positive signs. The base building, I don't know, that that part could end up being very clunky. You know, as much as we all love Valheim, the the base building is fun, but it's definitely a little bit on the clunkier side. But we'll have to wait and just see more. It's like seven days to die, like <laughs> that yeah. kind of base building. Uh, it does say though on the bottom of the video, it does say does not rep uh, does not present the final look of the game. So when you talk sure. about the wire look and stuff, Josh, maybe they just haven't finished fleshing it out yet, or fleshing it out, fleshing it out. But I think it's fine it. the way it is, to be honest. I mean, it, but I get I if too. that's what people are complaining yeah. about. Like, I, I mean, graphics don't matter that much. Like, we love good graphics. We've said that in the past. But Rather the, have good gameplay. The, what I saw is fine for the game if the gameplay and the survival elements are there and the co-op elements there. They also said that this is going to have two two different PvE and PvP options. So mm-hmm. that makes me excited as well because you guys know I love PvP. So, like, how does that work in the world? You can just PvP people as you come across them and can we raid their base and stuff like that is this rust but with boss fights oh that'd be cool you know it's gonna be like deathmatch queuing i think think that's more i think that'll be be more what it is yeah maybe but we just don't know but this is one to if you're listening check out the trailer see what it's about they said that they're going to announce the pc release soon maybe we get lucky and this is a game that's like hey we're announcing the release and it's september you know, or they might do the, hey, we're announcing the release and it's 2025. And then we all just kind of groan and say, yeah, well, I'm just going to forget about that for now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either way. All right. Well, we are at the end of this episode. We did want to announce to everybody that our next deep dive is going to be on Monday, which will be the quarry. Woo-hoo. That'll be an absolute blast to talk about. We have not yet recorded that, but that'll be the next one that we do. And if you want to help support the show, MultiplayerSquad.com is where you can see our Patreon page. We also want to give a thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to come join our free Discord server, there is a link in the episode description. Luckily, our community has not been toxic. No. Uh, we have to battle a little bit of spam every now and again, but that's the <laughs> worst that you ever get on our Discord. Very friendly, fun people to come hang out with. We'd love to have you in there. And I think that is it. I so battle my s- spam with salt and a fork. <laughs> I love spam. That, we've gotten into arguments on that in our server. Oh, you guys are uh, weird. Spam is fantastic. <laughs> Staple in uh, Hawaiian uh, uh, it food. Is. So, yep. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you all for a quick take on Saturday and then the full-length deep dive episode on the quarry on Monday. Until awesome. then, happy gaming. Always Cheers, ex- something exciting happening, man. I love it. All right. See you, everybody.